Welcome to the No Plan B podcast. My name is Rene Weimann and with me today, as always, my partner, Joe Asbury, and we got a premiere this week. We got our first coach on the show, brand new. Uh, Joe, please introduce our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, he's, he's more than just a great coach. He's, he's done a lot for youth basketball here in Germany. And uh, normally I don't like to toot my own horn, but today I'm going to. We have our guy, Gino Nesbitt, G Reno, a.k.a. Hot Legs, the only guy with me, of course, in the history of street ball in Germany who was flying around, dunking on people, and pouring down rain, people. Yes, yes, G Reno. What's happening, Coach? How you doing, brother? What's going on? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure, bro. It's our pleasure. And uh, yeah, man, let me just put that out there for all of our listeners. I'm really, really proud of this guy, man, because, you know, just like I did and just like uh, many of the guys before us and many of the guys following us, you know, he came out of uh, Ohio and um, came here to Germany, man, chasing a real professional basketball hoop dream. And he's done a beautiful job, man, of, of turning that dream into coaching, developing youth, taking a lot of programs from nothing to something. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, let's talk about how the whole journey started, my guy. How, how did it all start for you, bro? Was it AAU or the big homie in Ohio told you, come on, let's go hoop? How did it all start? More or less, more or less the big homie. You know, I had a friend. He was playing over here, Eric. And, um, yeah, at the time I was just uh, working in the kindergarten, teaching, you know, and he, he called me and said, don't you still want to play basketball? You know, and I said, I don't know. You know, and he said, well, come on over to Germany, and if you like it, you know, stay. So that's basically how it started, man. And I came over, and um, I was in – I came over to Hanford, as you know, you know, and um, they was playing in the um, in the lower leagues, you know, and the, the, the manager just said, you know, yeah, we just got to – we just got to win. <laughs> yeah. As long as we win, you know, anything's possible, you know. So I just took it and ran with it, you know. Yeah, that's beautiful. And he's being humble, ladies and gentlemen, because he did everything for that club. He was the he was the agent. He was the American in the American slide. He was he developed their youth. He really, you know, he really did a whole hell of a lot of, for that club. He's just being humble right now. So uh, let's let's fast forward a little bit. Let's let's talk about uh, the street ball tournaments because at that time, you know, we both had a lot of fun and dunk contests and street ball tournaments. They had the big five on five thing going and. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how much fun that was for you. Yeah, that was different. You know, it, it's not like it is now. You know, now they just do the three-on-three. Three. You know, back then it was five-on-five, five, you know, and that was, that's where me and you met, you know. Right. So I, I, I cherish those days. And um, I had a friend. Um, he was uh, he was trying to organize a team for and one. And, um, you know, he, he called me up and asked me if I wanted to play some street ball in the summer. I said, yeah, sure. You know, I was going to stay. I was over here the summer anyway. So I figured I might as well, you know, there's going to be some good competition. That's all I needed to hear, you know. So, and, um, yeah, we was playing for Am One. We traveled around, man, different cities. We went to almost every big city. They had, you know, they had the three-point contest, the five-on-five, the dunk contest. It was live. It was nice. You know, I liked it. Just being outside all day, playing like five, six, seven games. You know, the guys I was playing with was great, just super athletes, just all-around great guys, you know what I mean, from all over in America. So it was just a great opportunity for us as Americans, basketball players over here, to just kind of like like a meeting spot, you know, to, 
get together, you know, shoot the shit, and then, you know, next day go out and play against each other and go hard and, you know, just like you said, dunk and shoot and run. And, yeah, man, it was a great time, man. I I cherish those days. I really do. Really, I miss it. That's beautiful, yeah. man. That's beautiful. So let's, let's fast forward into coaching mode for a second. Uh, please, please let's, let's just share with the listeners because, you know, now uh, we'll talk about your new opportunity that you have now. But, you know, the, the, um, the position that you're in now is a lot like uh, the position that I'm in where now as former professional basketball players, we are on the outside looking in at the new generation of ball players, And we already know what management expects of the American that's coming over here. And you as the head coach, you can share a little bit about what you expect. But I try to tell these guys, you can't just come to Germany, you know, without some form of resume in America and think that you're just going to come here and then uh, Mr. Nesbitt is going to look at the highlights that you have. You put together, uh, you know, 30 minutes of highlights where you played great, but he's not, he can't see your body language. He can't see that you're not playing defense. He can't see... uh, that you're playing at the uh, well, he can see that you're playing at the YMCA against some guys that aren't very talented. But let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, what you expect from the Americans that would come over here and play uh, in in that uh, in that slot. Oh, actually, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm kind of glad that this process is over, first of all, and that I finally you know found a guy that kind of fits into my fits to my team. But it's like it's it's a long process, and what guys don't realize is that um you know like you said these highlight tapes. You know, they, they only show highlights, you know. So guys would send me highlight tapes, and I would just – I would tell them, like, yo, if you can't send me a whole game, don't, don't even think about it. Because yeah. if, if I made a highlight tape, people would think I played in the NBA. Like, oh, right, my God. Right. Oh, my God. A, a guy this size is dunking everything. Wait a minute. That, that's not Gino Nesbitt. That's Nate Robinson. <laughs> Who is this guy? Well, I've never heard of him, you know. So it's like – you got you to gotta sit in the whole game, you know. A, a real coach is going to appreciate that. They want to see, you know, how you defend, you know, how many minutes you played, actually, you know. They want to see if you, uh, you know, played with your team. They, we want to – I want to see everything, you know. Like you said, the body language, I want to see everything, you know. And um, that's going to tell you a lot more about a player than the highlights, you know, than the shots they made, you know, the shots that they missed, how they reacted after those misses, you know, what – you know, if they get back on defense, they put their head down. You know, all these things are important. That's what these guys don't realize. You know, it's like I think, you know, in you know, a few a few years back, maybe like five or six years back, you know, when highlight tapes was first really like coming in the uh, you know, everybody started making them and this and that. It was cool to do and stuff, yeah. but I don't think any real coaches are gonna look at your highlights and say, Oh man, let's get this guy. You know what I mean? So right. you know. Unless you got some like Vince Carter type highlights, yeah, exactly. yeah, right, right. Something that's uh, type highlights, you know. Then you know you might, you might get a call for a tryout, you know. But even like I said, even your highlight taste is just gonna get you that. It's gonna get you a call for a tryout because they want to see you play. So why not right. just send them from the beginning? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for sharing that with us, bro. Appreciate you. Jump on in there, Renee. Jump in, buddy. I know you got some great questions for my guy. Yeah. Um, of course, it's interesting that we have someone who has been through all of that here, uh, through all of the struggle. I mean, it was a lot different when you came first to Germany, I reckon like 15 or more years ago. Um, Deutschmark. <laughs> Deutschmark. Yeah. Um, when, when did you, actually, when did you came to Germany first? What year was that? Uh, 2000, October 2000. Yeah, 20 years. And um, I think a lot has changed since then. 
how how the whole basketball world works here. And um, I'm sure a lot of kids out there from Ohio or from anywhere else are listening right now. And uh, what do you tell them if they have the dream to play basketball abroad? And what probably has changed since uh, you came here? Well, I think um, now it's a lot easier for guys to, you know, make that make that step. You know, because, you know, the, the Internet wasn't really as big, yeah. guys, you know, especially not where I'm from. You know, not everybody's computer in the city where I'm from. As a matter of fact, I think nobody on the block where I, where I live had a computer <laughs> nothing like that. So now it's just everything's a lot easier. Guys can really look in the Internet and, and do their homework and figure out, like, what type of workouts they should do, how to keep themselves in shape. You know, so as far as that goes, I think it's a lot easier. And um, my message to the to the to all the kids, I would just tell them to keep working. You know, use all the utensils that you have now to make yourself a better player. You know, don't take any days off. As soon as you get the time, go put in the work. And, and when you put in the work, you're gonna see the results. You know, that's what. Like even when I first came over here, that I did, I wasn't satisfied. I didn't stop. You know, I, I I was in the gym in the morning. I was working out in the morning. I was going. You know, Joe would tell you he he probably was the same way. You know, you gotta sure. keep working. Crab, you know, don't don't think, don't be satisfied. You know, it's like guys get get here and they think, oh, I made it, and they lose that hunger. You know, you have to keep that and just keep working. You know, and that's and that's what I tell you know all all my my friends when they call me and ask me, oh, you coaching? I got a guy now. You know, Gino. I'm like, yeah. Well, what is he doing now? Oh, well, you know, he's just out with his friends and hanging or doing like, well, he ain't working. He ain't in the gym. I don't want to talk to him. You know, right. so that's the mentality they gotta have. You know, you have to stay hungry and stay working because it's, it's somebody out there working on the day that you're taking off so that's, true. You know, that's what i always tell them you know just keep working so would you agree that um of course for the young baller it's easier to do but for people like you for coaches for the whole staff it's a lot harder because way more people show interest and it's probably not so easy to tell who, who would be the best player for us to fit in I mean, for me as a player, I, I pretty much, you can, you, if you played before, you can tell. That's you a know, good you thing. Can, you can look at a guy's work ethic. You can look at, you know, you can really look at a guy and tell if they're mm. going to fit, they're going to make it. You know, mm. some guys yeah. have physically, physically, they'll make it. Skill set wise, they'll make it. But mentally, they won't make it. You know, yeah, because, because of change of culture and everything, you know. And also, yeah, it's, 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 it's a big change because they have to deal with the situation being uh, off the court 20 hours a day and just uh, finding their way into this new culture. And this is a big step. And I'm sure you agree with that. It was the same for you, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, <laughs> it's got easy to get caught up in the, um, let, I will say, the weekend party life that kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, right. in Germany. But, you know, it. You, you got to kind of like be focused on why you, why you really here. You know, it, it was a time where it, it took me, I wasn't always like that. You know, it took me a while to get used to it, to learn German. You know, um, I have a daughter now, you know, she kind of helped me along that road to kind of change some of the things that I was doing and be, and be more focused. So um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty hard step. You know, the, I think the mm -hmm. mental part of it is harder than the, than the physical part. Right. You know, physical part, we deal with at home all the time, too. You know what I mean? But it's like mentally, it's like you in a place, you in a different world. You know, everybody's different. Everybody's talking different. Everybody's looking at you different. 
you know, so you have to act different. You have to walk, talk, drink. Everything is just different, you know, so. Right. I think that's, know, that. I think that's a great takeaway for everyone because there's so many good ballers, kids in, in the USA. I mean, a lot of them because it's, it's so deep in the culture to play basketball, American football probably, but um, there are so many kids age 15 to 20 who play basketball that good. And a lot of them in terms of skill set, in terms of athleticism, they would have easily uh, the chance to play here in Europe. But um, the mental playing, it, it, that's the thing. And I guess only a couple of them are really there to, to push through that thing and really make it over here. Yeah. That's what yeah. you should focus on. Yeah, most, most definitely. Thanks for sharing that with us, Gino. And, uh, and let, me, let me add this too. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the work ethic thing because it's just like for me, you know, at one time I didn't even, I didn't want to shoot. You know what I mean? I just, I figured that I could just dump my way to the NBA. I don't have to shoot free throws. I ain't got to shoot threes. You know what I mean? I ain't got to do nothing, man. And the thing is, you know, but of course, once you get to certain levels, and that was something that I wanted to change. I said, okay, I'm in Europe. They playing a lot of zone. I can't just run through people. Guys are bigger. Guys are stronger. So, you know, I really need to work on my shots. So it just got to the point where I was putting up like a thousand shots per day. But what I really loved about your game, man, was that, you know, for your size, man, you were really super athletic. So can we talk about that a little bit? That a lot of the Americans don't realize that basketball has changed, you know, now in the era that you're coaching in, you know it yourself. There's a lot of very, very good European basketball players. So if you're the American, you have to have something extra that stands out. Either you're like I was and you were, you know, like super athletic, you know, flying around dunking. And a lot of people aren't really flying around like that here. Or you're just a sharpshooter or or your handle's just, you know, just incredible and you're extremely quick. Let's talk about how the, the American really needs to have that separation from the locals in order for a guy like you in the club to pay them. I don't think guys get that. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it, I mean, just for me, like, I would talk about this, this guy that I just got, you know, this guy, Jordan, you know, he's, he's an except, he's the exception to like every other player on my team in, in the league, I think, you know, because he's a guy, he can get his own shot. He has, a, he has tremendous range. He can pass the ball. He can defend. He's like an all around type of guy, you know, and like, mm -hmm. Guys think like you said, like I can, I can dribble. I'm a great dribbler, and that, that's not enough. Uh, you can, right. you can dribble, shoot. That's not enough either. You have right. to be able you have to be that all around player. You like me for my size. I'm one, I'm 179. You know, I'm not even right. 180, but I can jump off one. I could jump off flying, one flying, ladies and gentlemen. He's being humble. That guy was flying. <laughs> you have to be very, very versatile in everything that you're doing. You know, and if I wasn't sure that I was you know, before I even came over, I had to think about it. Like, you know, this guy's over there that's really like getting paid, been getting paid for a while to do that, you know, and I want to go over there. So I basically had to make sure that every aspect of my game was like on point, you know, so right. guys, they, they don't be satisfied. You know, you have to be the exception, like you said, because it's, it's a lot of European cats out here that can play ball. They right. like, they, they like smart with it too. They smart with, they have their, I'm not going to say, you know, I mean that's the that's the narrative. People say yeah. that European players are smarter and American players are more athletic, but it's like you got the whole package in players over here now. They get yeah. more athletic and they smarter and they got the skill set. I mean, look at uh, here, Luca. Look at Luca. Yeah, look at oh Luca. Out now, you know what I right. mean? These are like really good athletic players and they smart. So, I mean, you got to step up your game. You got to step it up now. You have to be that all-around player. 
and, and, and bring something to the table that nobody else can do. You know what I mean? Nice. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Add something to that, Renee. What do you want to talk about, buddy? Um, of course, I want to talk about you uh, got your new um, or your coaching um, assignment now in Ibenbüren in here in northern Germany. Um, you already had games so far? I haven't checked it. Um, this, did the season already started? How, 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 how did it go so far? Uh, we only we played. Uh, we had a we had a pretty good preseason. Okay. Uh, the guys we we had a we had a very long preseason. We had like six weeks, you know, because oh. and um, I told you know the manager asked me. He said, uh, you know, six weeks is kind of long. I said, well, you know, they just had Corona. Nobody was playing ball. Nobody's in shape. The yeah. first yeah. thing I put these guys in shape, you know. So we had a pretty intense athletic program for these guys. And um, I think in the preseason, we played seven games. We, we went six and one. We lost to uh, got my guy, Pat. You know, nice. we lost to, to Itzaho. They gave it to us pretty good at home for the last preseason game. But it yeah. got us ready for the season. You know, our first game was um, last weekend. We played uh, in Rondorf. And, uh, you know, everybody was telling me that these guys, you know, they want to go back into Pro B. It's going to be a good team. They got a lot of young guys that play in the uh, Bundesliga. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it was a pretty good game. We, but we, we just – my guys started off great, and we finished great. You know, we, we had a great first quarter, great fourth quarter. So we started the game. We finished the game, came out with the W. And, nice. uh, yeah, I was I – was, Jordan had a – had a pretty good game. I let him sit out the first quarter just to kind of let him watch, and yeah. uh, see what what was what was uh, what was what was he gonna what what he had to uh, get into when he got into the game. What was what was what funny, and when he yeah. got into the game, you know he he did a, he did a pretty good job. You know he was like five for five, and um, he he kind of like he was he was a little too he wasn't used to the aggressive defense of the guys, so he kind of lost the ball a few times. But he in all in all it was a pretty good first game for the whole team. Especially right. to to like win away, you know, because right. you know they had really problems winning away games last year. What I heard, you know, so yeah. it, it's pretty good for for the team's confidence to beat a team like that. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. You know, tomorrow we're playing against uh, Wolfen. It's the first home game. Right. The guys are also motivated, and it's just been it's just been like it's been a great atmosphere the last like two weeks of um, uh, of um, athletics because I think they were more or less happy that all the running was over. <laughs> <laughs> and they could probably we got it we got more into the into the you know in the gym offense defense what we want to do you know and the physical the physical part of it which is which was pretty hard it was, it was over you know so yeah and, sure. uh, but they see it the guys see you know what they have from that a lot of the guys right. are in better shape than they've ever been. That's what they told me. And um, I got a great assistant coach. He was um, he was the athletic trainer for a Bundesliga handball team. So mm -hmm. we, we sit down, we talk almost every day, and uh, we make sure that these guys are going to, you know, not just get in shape, but stay in shape the whole season. So just to cut down on injuries and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to a pretty good season, you know. I think That's it's going to be a nice that's an amazing start. Congratulations, coach. <laughs> yeah, for real. Congratulations, man. And, and let me add this, man. I, I'm so happy for your American because, you know, I mean, we both know Pat Elsie's like, that's my guy and that's your guy. Like, and when you have an American coach like that, like, he, like shout out Ty McCoy and, 
and all the guys over here that are really doing a great job because the thing is, if that guy uh, that you have now, Hill, if he gets homesick or if he has any form of a, a issue off the court, he can come and sit down and talk to a guy who's been through it, you know, and you can guide him through that storm, man. So kudos to you, man. That's beautiful, bro. For my house, and I cook for him. Nice. You know, I cook him some fried chicken or something. Some a home nice. You know, take him around, smack him in the head a few times, and get him back together. You know. Exactly, bro. Exactly, and and that's gonna make him play so much better. You know, because you know he can feel it. He can really feel it. Someone that's been through it, man. So it's so I always say if you, if you go to war, man, you know what I mean. Who can tell you better than a five star general that's been in the war before? He's gonna be that's able to lead true. you through it. So it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He had a he he was in Brazil. His, his, uh, he was in Brazil. That was his last team, and he told me about the situation. It was a pretty bad situation. You know? Yeah, I get it. And see, and see if Brazil was at at, at war or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what he was telling me, I was like, man, this sounds pretty bad over there. So he's he's pretty he's pretty happy right now. But I know it's gonna come a time where he's um you know missing home and missing Cali, sure. yeah, uh, some family and friends. You know, because I, I still get like that. Of course. You know, I've been for 20 years, so. Right, exactly. I'll be there for him. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's a beautiful thing. Anything you want to add, Renee? Ah, you're 20 years in Germany now. Um, you just said how you, um, how your um, relationship towards your home and, and everything is. And uh, now you've got family. You said you got a daughter here in Germany. Um, when, 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 I think that was, when, when you came to Germany first in 2000, uh, you probably didn't think about spending probably the rest of your life here or most of it. Um, when did that change or how, how was that for you personally? Um, I think the day she was born, you know, honestly, Beautiful. you know, she, she's, she'll be 11 in December mm -hmm. and, uh, she came, you know, that was kind of like 2009. <laughs> Yeah, but the situation in Hanford was kind of like starting to go downhill. And I was thinking like, man, you know, I'm kind of done with this basketball. I never thought about, you know, playing on another team or even trying to play higher or doing anything like that. I was kind of satisfied and I got kind of comfortable where I was at. But yeah. then like when she was born, you know, I just thought like, you know, man, you know, I got this little girl here now and, you know, I, I can't be doing some of the stuff that I'm doing. And I got to yeah. find a way you know, to do other things, you know, to to maybe, you know, use my knowledge or, you know, my, or what I learned in school and try to, like, make a better way, you know, not necessarily, yeah. you know, I had no idea I would stay here that long, you know, it just worked out yeah. like that. You know, I, I got a pretty good job. I work at the school. I work with, um, like, handicapped kids. I love it. And, um, yeah, basketball was actually, I, I actually stopped coaching, you know, for, like, a year and a half, two years, and then, you know, the manager in Ibenbeard, he's just a good friend, you know, and he called me and he said, yeah, you know, uh, what do you think? This and that, you know, so it just happened, you know, mm -hmm. but I really, I planned like, I planned on staying when, when she was born, you know, I said I wasn't going to leave at least, you know, until she's 18, you know, until mm -hmm. I know that she's a woman and, and she's able to take care of herself and, you know, you know, physically and mentally, you know, she could take care of herself. So, Yeah. That was that was basically it and when you know when she was born. That's beautiful, man. That's a beautiful thing, man. Salute to you, bro. And and like I always tell a lot of my guys, man, who are chasing the pro hoop dream, it's bigger than basketball. Like, you know, that's what I mean. I saw you play, man. Believe me, you know, I, I always loved your game. And 
And I'll never forget that day we were out there together flying around the rain, dunking over people in traffic. <laughs> and I'm taking that to my grave. But like people I said, don't believe but, when I tell them that. I tell them right, that. Guys. Exactly. That's why the world has to hear it. <laughs> Nobody, all these Americans out there who could dunk and could fly. Right. And they, I mean, I don't want to dunk. I, it was all scared. I was like, exactly. Man, I played exactly. in the snow. <laughs> exactly, and I'm from Cali, but but, but I'm saying you motivated me though. You you was out there flying around, so I was like, hold on, man, I I gotta I gotta do what hot legs do. <laughs> well, but I, I wanted to say, man, is that you're really uh, a testament to what a, a American a ambassador of basketball is, man, because you know you played it here, you got paid to play it, you coach it, you you develop the youth, man, and you know so salute to you, hot legs, real tough, man, and, and congratulations. Good luck with your uh, with your new position, and I'll definitely come watch you guys ball, man, for sure. Yeah, we had this too. You guys have a really good uh, before, uh, before COVID. My man Jeremy Lewis used to play there, and he told me he said, "Man, he loves you guys' fans. Like you guys got a serious fan base. It's like he said, it's like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred people coming. So, man, that's big time, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah, for first for first uh, Regionalliga, that's great, sure. and. And, and I mean, probably even get some fans from from even Buren now after this record, uh, if someone's listening. Um, but it, it sounds like with all of your, um, with everything that you learned on your journey, with all of your experience, there might be something really, really good growing there. And when you said you beat like one of the best teams in the league already, uh, away game also, uh, I mean, that's a great start. And uh, we wish all of the team and you all the best for the rest of the season. And yeah, thanks yeah. for being here with us and sharing sure. your story. No problem. Anytime. The first time yeah. you asked me, yeah, just call me, man. Anytime. Yeah, we uh, might no, invite you. No, we, might, we, we might invite you again, like in the middle of the season and just, just have a recap on what has happened so far. Probably you're the best team that by then, we hope. And uh, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wishful thinking. There's a lot of good teams in the league, you know, but we yeah. definitely want to have a, yeah. have a good start. So. All right. Oh, yeah, man. PMA, man. Positive mental attitude. And, hey, man, thanks for coming, bro. We really appreciate you, dog. And, uh, you know, like, like I say, man, you always – it's bigger than basketball with me and you, man. You're a homie, and you're an ambassador of basketball as an American here in Germany, man. Appreciate you, dog, for sure. Salute. Salute, hot leg. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Not a All problem. right.